0: So <laughs> I don't eat any animal products. I've, I've been a be- vegan for six years now. So, um, and that's also part of like my business. Um, that's how I became a vegan coach. I help people transition into more of a plant-based lifestyle. So um, I love to eat out. Um, I, I love the whole experience and everything. Uh, I just have switched my gears into being more, you know, leading a more of a conscious lifestyle, more earth conscious lifestyle, I should say. Understanding my impact on the environment um, and my health, and how you know, like I want to make sure the the grandchildren and the grandchildren of my grandchildren, you know, they have a place to live. You know, just thinking about the next generations. That's what it's all about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I yeah.
0: To uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay, I was just about to say, I see you're a dancer. What kind of dancer are you?
0: I am a professional Brazilian samba performer slash dancer, whatever you want to call it. In Arizona, I'm part of Samba AZ, and we are a national winning team for six years straight. We're the ones who um, host the competition every Coming up here soon, but um, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Our director was asking us that, you know, if we would be willing to do it virtually we don't know if it's going to be worth it. You know, I don't know if we're going to have enough people to compete. Like, it's just not going to be the same since the pandemic hit. So all of us are definitely impacted in a very large way. Um, A lot of us have, you know, our like daytime careers, you know, we all like, some of us are like real estate agents, engineers, nurses, you know, like teachers, whatever. Um, And so, uh, yeah, like, This is something that we love to do. It's our passion, you know, and that's where we get to release our stress. You know, it's our outlet and that's where we find community and sisterhood. Um, And so it's been really hard for a lot of us here. And then, you know, we do make really good side money doing this. So I think we also kind of were hit financially as well.
1: Yeah. And look, might I ask you're extremely beautiful. Like when I uh hit you up today, you know, and you said, Oh, I was hanging out with my, you know, with my man, I literally threw my couch across the room. I was like, No, I was gonna shoot my shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I've been single for the longest and um this you know, my I call him my significant other. I really do not like the term boyfriend or girlfriend because it comes with kind of a role that we have to fill, this expectation that we've got on, our, on, on ourselves and each other. And so the only reason why we are together, I mean, we're both really happy people on our own, which is great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I talked to him about having an open relationship. And um, I'm I'm really big on really breaking down the norms and the mainstream way of life. And a lot of people have been asking me questions about you know how I'm doing this and you know how did you land on this you know this concept of having an open relationship. And I don't think that you know pol- you know polyamorous relationships are everyone for everyone, and monogamous relationships are not for everyone either. And so yeah. I see myself as somebody who <laughs> is a 10 in you know, a 10 gallon lover versus a pint size lover. Um, and I have so much love to give and I just like I, I just have an overflow of love and I have to honor how I feel. And to me, I am someone that is looking for truth. And I think the truth is, is within ourselves and we have to honor, you know, what you know we feel and this intelligence that we are not tapped into, the wisdom that our bodies, our brains. You know and what we're collectively connected to i you know the collective consciousness um i feel oh so,
1: oh, oh, so it's gonna be one of these interviews how huh? you're gonna take it there all right i'm down
0: <laughs> <laughs> um my entire life is kind of a moving prayer i say you know
1: yeah because um, like I, i'm a very i'm a very spiritual person myself you know i feel like i'm a uh when people ask what my religion is if you want to put a label on it i just say christian to help people understand more but i'm really a spiritualist because i understand that we're spirits first and Mm -hmm. you know so i just love talking about like you know spirituality and i wish you would have seen my face when you said you want to be in an open relationship, I was like, so I have a chance after all. <laughs>
0: well, thank <laughs> but, you but, so much for but, even thinking of me that way. But, <laughs> Appreciate but, that.
1: Are you insane? You're freaking hot. Of course I have. Eyes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but no,
1: like but real <laughs> talk, real talk. Um, I agree with you uh, and I, I, and I applaud you for how you do it. Like I get on my friends all the time. Cause I have, a friend who also believes in open relationships, She just forgets to tell her boyfriends that she's in an open relationship. Oh, and well, that's like, a problem there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, there's nothing, because she's like, oh, I cheat on every guy I have. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you not, you know, staying, you know, faithful, because at the end of the day, it's your body. You do what you want with it. But right. also, I feel like, especially us because we're grown and we're at a certain age where we can be upfront with people and i feel like that's what people don't understand once you For get sure. like 25 30 you <laughs> yeah. can be like hey look uh you cool and all but please shut the fuck up i'm just trying to fuck i got work tomorrow you know what i mean <laughs> or, or, or or you could be like you know you could be like i want something real i want you all to myself I'm working on that, but I'm a good person. You know, I feel like as adults we should be yes. honest. Mm-hmm. So at least, exactly. you know, so at least that gives the other person a chance to make that decision. Now, if they make that, the, if you tell them and they make that decision, and then they get mad, you can be like, "Hey, it's on you. I already told you from the get go." Mm-hmm.
0: You know, for sure. No, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head because. In order for an open relationship to work, or even po- uh, you know poly relationships to work, it actually requires an immense amount of transparency, honesty, communication, right? And the thing about you know monogamous relationships is that sometimes you don't even build that between two people, and that's why there are a lot of problems because we hide the way you know like the way um, we hide what we really feel. we don't truly tell each other what our true intentions are and I hate deception you know I hate liars I it's a really strong word I hate cheaters you know like you know the reason why for me it works right now is because I'm being completely 100% honest about you know what I want to do you know with this relationship and we both know this kind of an experiment for both of us my significant other has been looking, like, he's been single for 13 years, okay? <laughs> and he has chosen to be in this relationship with that me, me
1: because,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's been wanting to find a partner who can have an open relationship with, but he never came across anybody who presented that, you know, that that idea. And so when I spoke about it, because I honestly, I'm in this this zone of like I don't give a fuck mode so I don't really care what people say about my decisions I'm gonna live my truth no matter what I I'm gonna just stick to what I feel is the truth right and so Mm -hmm. I, I went in there thinking like oh this guy's probably gonna just drop me like it's hot because I'm talking about an open relationship but I really felt something with this person like his intense energy definitely matched mine and I needed somebody who could do that You know, and I was like, here we go. Like, I'm just going to be honest because this is what I really want for myself right now. And I brought it up and it turns out he also wanted an open relationship. And so you just never know. You just have to be honest. And the more true you are to yourself, that's when you can find the people who are also in the same alignment and same frequency as you, right? Like you got to be true to Mm -hmm. yourself and be expressed and like, live your life every single day as, as your authentic self and then you can find your soul tribe, right? The, the friends, yeah. the partners that you really want, they will be there when you're completely true to yourself with no shame, yeah. right? No shame, no guilt. <laughs>
1: exactly. Now, are you uh, Korean?
0: I am. I am uh, born and raised in Korea up until age 10. I moved to the U.S. when I was, yeah, when back in 2000 starting fourth grade um it was the most hardest time of my entire life um transitioning into more of a western world i guess (laughs) Uh, there was a huge culture shock i didn't know any english um didn't have any friends i couldn't make friends um i had one friend and she was albanian and she didn't know how to speak english either so Uh, yeah, it, it was a really hard time for my entire family. Um, I think a lot of the traumas that I had to heal myself from occurred at that time. So, um, but you know, like hardships are like gifts. The reason why yeah. I now understand and appreciate connection is because I had felt this connection, right? And dissociation yeah. for my own self and feeling confused. Who am I? You know? Um, but these are great challenges to have. And I think that that becomes our, if to share it with the world, you know, there's a polarity to everything, um, without the dark, you can't appreciate the light.
1: Yeah. And I just want to say, thank you guys for Korean fried chicken. That is like my favorite food. Y'all's KFC <laughs> is the bomb. Okay.
0: Oh my God. Yes. We're the, known for the fried chicken and beer culture. <laughs> it's called Chi-Mek. chi-mek. Chi mm-hmm. is chicken. Mek is beer. <laughs> so um you can get that like any time of day or night delivered to you hot and fresh <laughs> in Korea. <Yeah>. So.
1: <laughs> have you um, Have you been to uh, California before?
0: Absolutely. I love California. I was just talking to my friends. I actually have two friends that flew out to California yesterday.
1: Yeah, there's a huge huge, uh, Korean uh, community uh, out there. One of my idols, David So, he's a uh, Korean uh, comedian. He lives out there. It's really, really awesome.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about supporting, like, my peoples. You know, like, I'm (laughs) a... true uh patriot to my country uh my home country i i do have a u.s citizenship but you know i'm very rooted into my culture i drive a kia soul my phone is (laughs) a samsung galaxy yeah i
1: feel Um, like i feel like we all should be, you know, and it's yeah. just because, you know, the African, like African-Americans, we're slowly getting into our culture too. Like I'm trying to grow dreads and I've let my uh, hair grow out. And my sure. mom's a beautician. I've been raised in a beauty shop for 20 years. Wow. And there's no such thing as good hair. Everybody's hair is good for them and good for a reason. Like yes. your hair is good for you because in Korea the weather conditions. It's just good for those conditions. Me being Absolutely. black and having a uh, father from Ghana, you know, I have really kinky hair because it right. helps with the heat down there. You know, exactly. so yeah, everybody, you know, I feel like everybody should at least know where they co- they come from, mm-hmm. know their culture. I think that's a huge important thing now 100%, I
0: yeah. agree with that everybody yeah. needs to understand like their root you know their, where they come from and why you know their genetic makeup essentially actually can tap into your true wellness and your true health because if you're not really honoring the genetic makeup of who you are and just you know really fully embracing the the expression right of like how you look and your personality and what you're you know values and beliefs are you know I, I think that like we're being disconnected you know we're living a dis- disconnected life yeah. if you don't truly really know your roots right
1: yeah and I want to just take time out to say uh you should not be surprised if any guy finds you attractive you are a very you know you're a very attractive person like I was, <laughs> yeah I was looking at some of your uh samba pictures you know and i can't look at all of them because i do have heart trouble i don't want to have a stroke (laughs) on here but you know you are very you are a very beautiful person inside
0: and out i appreciate that thank you so much i appreciate that you know i used to not be able to um, receive compliments very well but uh after a long journey of a self you know trying to find self-worth and self-love i think i can definitely take that in and appreciate what you're saying
1: (laughs) Yeah. Now what does it mean to sell to see for you? Because I see that on your uh, page as a quote. What does that mean to sell to see for uh, you?
0: Thank you so much for asking me that. Um so I actually really love this simple quote, this saying for years. Um, and I came across somebody else saying that like recently when I watched like a YouTube video and I was like, Oh yeah, like I I love this quote because Um, I see our life, right, our universe as a big ocean, like open ocean, the sea. And we can either be taken by the waves, right? We can be taken away by the tidal waves um, if we let it, you know? But we can also, like, create a boat and, like, really take control, right? Like, sailing the sea means that we get to choose our direction instead of letting it take us somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm all about kind of breaking out of the default way of being, right? Like what the heavy conditioning and the programming that we've been told as truth, but it really is not. And so for me, it's really taking, you know, the reins of my life my own self, like through self mastery and, you know, creating the things that I really wanna see in this world into my hands. that's what sail the sea means to me is really like sailing the sea, like going, navigating through this world, um, through this life, um, with my intentions, my, like, there is an intention and there is a purpose to, you know, moving through this life. Like, I'm not just kind of wandering, you know, I'm not just me like too. floating around, you know, <laughs> like a piece of log, you know, like you can really like see the difference between a log being like, you know, just, taken here and there with no purpose, right? Versus something sailing the sea and having a destination and really like taking a journey, right? It's a journey Um, and really like exploring this world. Um, Yeah, sailing the sea. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And you shared a video of sacred feminine and masculine. What is that?
0: Oh, okay. Uh, Did
1: Instagram it it was on your Facebook hello yeah it was on your Facebook can you uh, can you hear me yes can you hello let's see here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah can you hear me now
0: yeah okay good
1: all right all right
0: yes
1: (laughs) i think it was the wi-fi
0: oh okay no Uh, worries um so your question was uh what is sacred masculinity
1: yeah because you had a uh You had a uh, video on uh, Facebook, and it Mm -hmm. said sacred, feminine, and uh, masculine. And Mm. I was wondering what that was.
0: Okay. It's one of my favorite subjects. (laughs) So, um, I don't, you know, a lot of people are really doing the work, you know, seeking the truth and really finding the depth of life, right? And. Mm That truly means that you know you're you know living with our like spirit as well, and understanding that this physical like self that is not all of what we think we are. And um, I actually work for Nathan Kohlerman, who is an amazing human being. He's my friend slash boss. Um, he created uh, a program called the Omega Man. And when the pandemic hit, and this was about six months ago, he created this and he um, implemented this and had his first uh, retreat. And, and I'm sorry, not this weekend, but the last weekend, it was like a 9-11 weekend. So what he does is he gathers up, you know, men who are willing to dig deep and really, truly tap into the, the true self and really discover what, true masculinity means a lot of times you know we look at mask you know people way people think masculinity is is a false conception you know it's a um it's like a (laughs) made-up idea of what like we usually think macho people right oh yeah he's really masculine he's got a big truck and he's he's a bodybuilder and he talks like a bro you know like Macho, and that's not truly masculinity. Um, the truth of the matter is, everybody has femininity and masculinity. You know, it's feminine energy, masculine energy, it's yin and the yang. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's bad or good. It is just yeah. what it is, just like everything has polarity. So, yeah. and, and that makes so much. Go ahead. Hello. Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, you there? Yeah,
1: sorry about that. I was just saying that makes so much sense because we have a male and female parents. So it would make sense that we have male and female energies. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. So we are a combination of both. And that's why, you know, everything that we like, there's a soft and a hard part of all of us, right? have the compassionate side where we have empathy for others, nurturing side. And you know, it's okay for a man to cry. Like, why is that a problem? The problem with this toxic masculinity is that's what my fear is like um, masculinity is like to heal that, right? Our society, um we humanize men. And it's just like racism. I, I talk about this a lot, like almost every single day. The fact, the fact of the matter is that black people are also racist against their own kind, their own black people. Yes, I can
1: say that.
0: Right, it's a systemic racism issue. It's embedded into the culture. So it's the same thing, you know, how we treat men, how men treat each other, and how women treat men. There is no room for a man to be human for them to be in a space of like, Oh, it's okay for me to feel these things. They don't even have uh, a person to turn to probably, you know, like men's groups, like men, like friends, um, like male friends, like usually they, you know, make fun of each other. If, you know, they start crying or they talk about something that upset them, you know, there's no compassion there.
1: Yeah. And it really comes from, uh, programming that dates way back to you know slavery like uh the african-american i was just talking about this other day on my other podcast but the african-american male feels like you know he has to be you know macho and manly or like look at the situation between little boosie and um Uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union and their kid you know Lil Boosie was like talking about an underage kid just because he feels like he's a female you mm-hmm. know and uh he had like it wasn't his place to say oh that was wrong or right because number one he's not his father number two half of these guys out here are by curious anyways they <laughs> just won't admit it you know and you know i feel like it's an uh intimidation thing too because like, like say for instance maybe this guy is not afraid To break away from the status quo and actually like explore Uh, his femininity, but he is. So he's mad at him for not being afraid, like, you know, he is. And do you watch Key and Pill? Yeah, (laughs) they're amazing. you remember the episode there was this episode where they were like uh whenever we're in a room full of uh dark-skinned black people mm-hmm. our voices get lower mm-hmm. and we try to sound you know tougher like there was a skit they did and it was uh keegan and he was talking to his wife he had just bought his wife theater teacher uh theater uh, tickets and then Jordan walks up and he's like, yeah, so I got those uh, bootleg theater seats for you. That's going to be $13.95. Where do you want to meet up and get those tickets? And then he walks away. And, you know, then Jordan Peele was like, oh, my God, Marcus, I almost got robbed. You know, like, he was gay, but the fact that he saw a black male, he figured that he had to be tough, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like there's a thing called uh, called toxic masculinity. Yep. and I really feel like it dates um, I really feel like it dates back to you know, slavery time, like That's every funny. everybody, like every other race sticks together. The Hispanics, they help their people. the uh, you funny. know, the Asians, they help their people. Mm-hmm. But it seems like African Americans, we have this crab in a barrel mentality where one person is trying to get get out and they don't want to support that person so they try to pull him down yeah you know and then they try to get out and it's just a you know a cycle instead of lifting you know everybody up
0: absolutely exactly um i love that you talked about that and to even go deeper into this issue is that you know it's it's affecting men in such a way where their mothers are expecting that their own sons to you know be a man right whatever that looks to them in their head and you know I'm not speaking ill about a parent it's just the way our society is at this point because of the heavy programming and conditioning right Mm -hmm. like our own mothers like I could even say it's not even just to men like you know, when our mothers have certain expectations and they push that idea, you know, and shame us if we're not feeling that idea of who we should become, right? We are, we are treated poorly, you know, we're treated very badly and make ourselves feel like we're not good enough or, you know, all of a sudden our self-worth just depletes like tremendously, you know, and it almost disempowers black men when they're in those situations. And I like, I, my heart goes out to like all the men out there. It's not just black men, um, because, and I really try to live every single day to, um, create a space anytime, you know, anyone, um, comes into my space. I want them to experience unconditional love. And my intention is always to make them feel invited to be who they truly are. And it's okay to feel you know sadness or happiness or whatever it is like and you know it doesn't matter what your sexual preference is like you get to be who you are and you're gonna be loved for that you know and yeah so, um i think that that's something that i want to share with everybody is that like we shouldn't judge anyone based on um their shell essentially like the you know whatever role that we chose to take in this world like your uh, occupation, your socioeconomic status, how much money you make, you know, like how many people, you know, it, none of that shit really matters. It really, before we're daughters, before we're sons, before we're, we're friends, or, you know, mothers, fathers, you know, judges, lawyers, police officers, before all those roles, we are all human, you know? Exactly. Right, it doesn't matter what skin color or, or geologically where we came from, we're all human. You know, and so for me, it's just like this racism issue is just, <laughs> it, to me, it's just blasphemy and just, it's absurd that we even have this issue in 2020. Um, you know, but we gotta start somewhere, right? We have to acknowledge. And I, I do feel that this whole thing that just popped up, um, I think it's just a sign of the death of patriarchy. And that, you know, I'm gonna say it a lot, <laughs> it's probably a risky topic here. Um, But I do believe that with the death of patriarchy and women rising and all of this is a phenomenon of uh, an oppression of um, the female, like the feminine energies and um, things are kind of turning like nature has its way to balance out everything, essentially. Yeah. And so to me, um, in order for us to find that balance between the feminine and the masculine, is for the feminine to come, rise up and the masculine heal and so the masculine can find balance within themselves and then we can meet each other right we have to work together it's not that women should rule or men should rule we just have to work together yeah but, you know at some point it's okay to say hey you know what like for men to be like hey you know what like it's okay for me to not Um, be in a space or a situation to um, be the support but receive support right it doesn't mean that you're weak it doesn't mean anything it's just like where we are at and it's totally okay every every human being is going to hit a low and every human being is going to go through seasons of where we feel like we're lost and we just and that's what we are like we're social creatures you know we're exactly. not live alone we're not you
1: know? exactly and i feel like i feel like the reason why women get oppressed so much is because like i say this all the time i said this on the last podcast i think women are the literally the strongest thing on the planet because men are physically strong yeah but right. women are mentally strong and mental strength is 10 times more powerful than physical strength and it's funny because when I talk about this with my bros uh, we always get into it and I was like if um, if, if women aren't stronger than men say for instance if you told me to rob a bank as fine as you are I would already be in the car with gun in hand like, <laughs> Which bank do you want? You want Wells? You want America? You want Washington (laughs) Neutral? You know, which bank do you want? You know, because women, you know, women have that power, you know what I mean? And that's why, you know, if they didn't, you know, they wouldn't be oppressed. Like the whole point of oppressing somebody is you would never even try to fight me if I convinced you that you couldn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like there's a lot of women that don't know how strong they are. And it really, right. girl, it, it really hurts me. Like you, you, you guys are some bosses, man.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, I always talk about, I'm, I really like intentionally every single day, try to empower the, the women in my life um I really like to empower those who are around me doing amazing things and sometimes they just need a reminder that you know that they are amazingly powerful beings because they forget and it's like you know we all live in this society this culture this American culture um <laughs> where it's like we ha- you're kind of like told like oh we gotta put this makeup on and wear this and to to dress ourselves a certain way to feel worthy, but it's, it all comes from within, right? Like realizing our power. Um, And I really believe just like what you said, like women are a little bit more powerful in a sense because um, it's the heart head, Joseph and uh, um, Greg Braden and uh, who else? Bruce Lipton, they all talk about this. Um, It's the heart head coherence and we can all reach that point. You know, it's because women are a little bit more in ta- um, and tap um tuned and tapped into their heart. And ultimately the hearthead coherence is when like our true selves is expressed and our true power is tapped into. And men have shut out their heart. Like they don't really know how to use their heart, but they're incredible with their mental capacities as well. Like I know tons of men who've built empires and their CEOs, like I have a lot of but they are all you know, connected from their heart and they all have relationship issues. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, why is that? Why is that? And the issue is is that they don't get to be human and they don't start to heal themselves. They don't even have the opportunity because because there is no space. When I say there's no space, there is no nowhere to turn to, right? Yeah. Um, this is why I feel like I feel so blessed and so privileged to work for Nathan Kohlerman because he is creating that space and the opportunity for these men to do that work. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, relationships don't really freaking matter. Like, I mean, what I'm saying is like when we come into a relationship space, when we fight, right, there's always fights, arguments, conflicts, right. But a lot of times, People are bringing in their baggage, and they're not really like, fighting about the the relationship itself. They're not really fighting for the relationship. They're just fighting to be heard, seen, and loved. That's all it is, right? Like yeah. we're just all looking for that, like validation. Like, hey, am I am I doing okay, or am I enough? Like, it's just really about like being accepted for who they are. And you know, I just feel like anytime, like, we really have to think about others more before we say, hey, I really want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You know, have you done the work? You know, like, are you sure you're going to, like, not bring in all this unnecessary turmoil, unnecessary burden, like, to the other partner? Like, I feel like having a high self-awareness goes a long way. Yeah, and
1: and I'm glad you say that because a lot of people... They want relationships and they have like the perfect person set up in their head and nine times out of ten they don't even have themselves together
0: exactly. you know what I
1: mean exactly. so you're gonna, Thank you. yeah so so you're gonna end up getting the per perfect person and it's gonna be a problem for them because now you're incomplete with the perfect complete person and they gotta deal with that you exactly. know what I mean?
0: Right, exactly. So I'm so glad you said that. So, you know, no one's perfect, but just to like know who you are and yourself will really help, you know, to make sure that you're going to have a happy and healthy relationship with whoever you love, right? If you truly love that person, then you're going to make sure that like, you know, there's three, I always say there's three types of people in this world. Um, One is someone that's like neutral. For example, you know, you're like a rock on the road, like you're not doing anything to harm anyone, but you're not also like contributing or making a difference in this world. Okay. (laughs) Like um, neutral. So the second is someone who, you know, could feed you, like feed your soul. They just like love to give it. They're so complete that they can give you and they don't need anything back from you. Right. We have those people in our lives and they're just making a huge difference by just being who they are. And there is a third type of person where they are basically being dependent on others, or like leeches, like energy vampires, and you know, it's a, it's they're they're leading an ego um, forward life, right? They don't even know who they truly are, so they're trying to seek, you know, love and like validation, recognition from others, and at the end of the day, they're empty, right? And they're causing all this problem, like not only for themselves, but for others, right?
1: Because mm-hmm. they
0: don't even have their self, right? So
1: <laughs> I'm yeah. like, you really
0: have to evaluate yourself? Like, truly look like it may hurt, but like, it's so necessary to look at yourself with an honest eye, you know, and, and you might not find, you know, good things and that's okay. That's like part of being human is that yeah. like, you're not perfect. There is no such thing as perfection. Um, but rather focusing on like, okay, like this is where I'm at. So let me take a different step here so I can be the person that I truly want to be, you know, but it takes true honesty with yourself and like true self transparency. And that's one of my favorite words is self transparency. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Now,
1: Now I was looking at your, uh, Divine Roberts, I don't know what uh, if you remember it, you posted it September 20. It was the picture of the Egyptian goddess with wings. It says, Um, uh, well, I'm not gonna read all that because there's a lot, but it was (laughs) like, It it was like, uh, beloved, so as we enter this week, we transit the equinox portal and the sum. Sun moves into Libra and it was it's a picture of a woman with wings. Like, what is that?
0: Oh, I actually just wanted to share that. Um it's a it's from Divine Roberts. So she's a beautiful human being that I've met when I went to Sedona. Um, there's a place amazing, beautiful. If anyone is interested in you know taking a like self-love like retreat for themselves. Um, there's a lot of different events that happen there, but it's called uh, Sedona Mago Retreat Center. And I highly recommend you guys looking up that place, Sedona Mago Retreat Center. Um, but th- it was like Earth Day, and then my mom was visiting me at that time, and I met this beautiful woman there, and she's part of like a retreat, I think. And um, yeah, we just been friends over Facebook, and she always posts these amazing, like higher consciousness, like, of, like high level information that we don't usually get to see. And I just want to like look, get it out there. You know, sometimes I don't understand everything that she says, you know, to be honest. Um, and I think she gets it from other like friends who are like spiritually in tune. Um, like those people who just get downloads all the time and that's their career is to be that channel. They're called channelers and, or like spiritual intuitives. And, um, I've been really interested in learning about the Akashian records and really getting myself familiar with the vocabulary that they, they use. I'm a yeah. huge fan of Gaia. It's a Netflix for the high conscious. <laughs> it's for the conscious people who Netflix essentially. Um, I do, you know, watch some Netflix here and there. I, I've never had an account for myself. Like I always borrow my friends Netflix accounts or like uh, Disney plus accounts. Um, I don't, Find value in those things, um, and this is something specific, right? And yeah. I do um, have a self-purchased subscription to Gaia, and if anybody's interested in like self-development or you know like getting getting some higher consciousness um, information, um, I highly recommend that like becoming the true you know discovering your true potential of who you can truly be. Um, I Definitely want to direct everyone there. So, um, there are there is this one. Uh, se- I guess it's it's a show, a series. Um, I talked to everybody about this recently because I'm so obsessed. It's not for everyone. It's kind of like monotone, um, but I really watch it for like education purposes. Right? It's kind mm-hmm. of like listening to lecture. It's called initiation. And it goes deep into like how the universe is created, or you know, it talks about consciousness. It talks about you know past lives. It, it's a guy, Matthias De Stefano. He is this one human being who essentially remembers his past life as an Egyptian and an Atlantean. And you know, there are these mystical stories about the the Atlantic City, you know, the Atlantis essentially, Atlantis. Um, and I do believe that, you know, there are higher beings out there besides ourselves you know, in this universe, this galaxy. Um, and Matthias de Stefano really just breaks it down in layman's terms, really easy to digest. Um, but you have to be one of those people who are, who are looking for this information. It's not for everyone. It's for people who are ready for this, right? Um, if you're in that journey of seeking truth, um, Matthias can definitely guide you there. I'm still watching it. Like there, I think there's like two series um, and each episode is very dense and they have really amazing um, like visualizations like graphics and stuff to really help you understand the concepts that he's talking about. So I don't wanna give away too much, but you know, if anyone's listening, I really recommend watching initiation provided by uh, Gaia, so. And yeah
1: there's, <laughs> there's a tv show i'm watching since you gave one i'm gonna get one there's a tv show called lovecraft country uh it's based off the works of hp uh lovecraft uh do you know who that is
0: lovecraft yeah i don't know
1: i'm not sure he he was one of the uh well he was the greatest horror teller horror storyteller of all time like if it wasn't for him there would be no um Stephen King or you know Jordan Peele there would be you know we we, he made horror what it is today um but he was extremely racist you know and I don't think people understand you know how racist you know he was he named his pet dog nigger boy you know, oh yeah, he was that racist, um, which makes the show even better because it's produced by Jordan Peele, J.J. Uh, Abrams from uh, Cloverleaf and this other chick who's a uh, she's just a new up and coming director. And it, the reason why I say it makes it even better that he was racist is because it's all black cast. So mm. he's literally in hell. Like, turning over in his grave, screaming, the devil is making him watch every Sunday on HBO Max. But um, it's a really, really good show. And it's really educational. It takes place in uh, the Jim Crow era. Um, so they do not only have to deal with racism, but they have to deal with monsters as well. And, um, it, it's amazing. And I've learned a lot. Like I had no idea what a rough ride or a sundown town was until I saw this show. Like it's very, you know, educational and it, it just has everything. Like each episode is like a tribute to something. Like one episode was a tribute to Indiana Jones and Lost City of Atlantis. Another episode was a tribute to American Horror Story. You know?
0: So where can we watch this Lovecraft show?
1: It's on HBO Max, but if you're too cheap after the podcast, I could give you some uh, websites that may or may not be free. So <laughs> <laughs> bootleg sites. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, really because- for that. Yeah, but it's it. Thank you very much. I- I got you. I'll I'll hook you up. Awesome. So, you so <laughs> yeah. So so I you, you'll never need Netflix again. I, like I don't even understand why people have Netflix. I mean, like the bootleg sites are not saying that I use them, but the bootleg sites have perfect uh, the same picture. You know, like but the resolution's the,
0: good. You're saying good
1: quality and everything. Yeah, it's the gotcha. same thing awesome. for free. Yeah, but um. Anyways, uh, I have to ask, what religion uh, are you? Like, what religion do you subscribe to? And don't say you don't like labels because everybody has a, a certain religion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you already knew that was coming, huh? Um, so <laughs> I do tell people that, you know, I don't, I don't believe in religion. In and I only say that because, you know, all religions are man-made. You know, we hear this a lot. Everybody, I think most people can agree, unless you're like diehard Christian or Catholic, Mormon, um, that, you know, there's truth to all religions. You know, I am a person who really looks at patterns and um, the little golden nuggets each religion gives us like will lead us to the true, true. And I'm more of like an omnist, if that makes sense, like agnostic, ominous, um, but... Yeah. My lifestyle is more geared towards like Taoistic, Taoistic, um, more Buddhist um, lifestyle, yeah. and,
1: and and that makes sense because that's that's part of your culture, right?
0: Yeah. So my parents, yeah. um, they're part of this uh, spiritual practice. Um, now it's called Body and Brain Yoga, but my father, my mother, my sister, they've dedicated their entire lives teach other people this practice Um, and we teach people like energy healing, really like sensitizing, like resensitizing our bodies to feel energy again, you know, really tapping into our energy body through certain exercises, honoring our nerdy channels, our energy bodies. um, And like, uh, like bowing meditation, vibrational, you know, exercises, intestinal exercises. like there's, you know, all this, all this wisdom that we're not tapping into, like essentially like Eastern medicine, um, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't need science back then to really understand how our bodies worked, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, it's funny
1: you mentioned that because my mom, she's uh, uh, used to be a nurse and she like hates the doctor because <laughs> the doctor's medicine is bullcrap. Like I uh, dated a nurse before and she would tell me that they push medicine that they know for a fact kills minorities but they don't care because you know big pharma is in the business of making money not Mm -hmm. making people you know better and it's it's funny because my mom uh she she uses uh apple cider vinegar and garlic and she blends it together in her uh bullet and like it will knock out anything, anything. Like there's,
0: yeah there's that's a times... natural antibiotic right there your mother is very smart
1: <laughs> yeah and, and like there's been times where you know I had a show and I was half dead I was sick and I just took that and the next day it was like I had um, nothing and it's funny because um, my friend was like oh your mom she made a she made a potion uh that's witchcraft and I and you know my mom she's a diehard Christian so she denies that it is but my uh you know my friend was like no like that's a potion that's an elixir technically you know you I mean know. that's
0: the end of the day, right food that medicine like mother nature has given us everything that we really need like, she is providing it for us, and all, we, all we're doing is, is utilizing it. You know, we don't need to make things complicated. It's already provided by yeah. Mother Nature, you know? Plant medicine. Yeah. And, and like, it's like, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and like I have friends of all religions. Like, I have friends that are pagan, witches, Wicca, uh, and I come to the conclusion that, we're all the same why like, once you get to the heart of each religion they all believe in the same thing treat others right. like you want to be treated do unto others you know and put out good energy you know the golden rule like yeah. i have a uh i did an episode with a, a pagan guy that's coming out pretty soon and you know some of the things in the pagan bible are actually the same in the holy bible you know what i mean like this is how I see it. I feel like, uh, say for instance, there's an ice cream shop. You're going through the ice cream shop passing Arizona. I'm in Texas. I'm getting to the ice cream shop uh, through Dallas. Now, is there a wrong way to go to this ice cream shop? Yeah, there's a wrong way and a right way to do everything, right? But at yeah. the end, we're all just trying to get to this same ice cream shop. And that's how I feel about religion. I feel like... Um, it's all the same, you know, just so you constantly put out good energy and treat everybody like you want to be treated at the end of the day. That's all that matters, whatever exactly. you believe in. You know what I mean? Yes, like, absolutely. yeah. And, like, say, for instance, I was looking at this documentary and there's a scientist literally been proven. Uh, atheists don't exist like the way we're wired we have to believe Mm -hmm. in something bigger than ourselves we we won't survive you know what I mean right
0: exactly I agree with that um yeah I mean there was something that created all of this you know and it definitely wasn't you you know (laughs) like it wasn't us like us humans didn't create all this so um, there's definitely higher, higher power, you know, and, um, I do believe that we are all co-creators and I think the biggest, um, responsibility that we have as human beings is to really understand our purpose on this planet. And, you know, I always say like a bird even knows their purpose and they feel that purpose, yeah. you know, in this yeah. system, right. Our, yeah. our system in our own selves, right? Like, but we are part of this bigger system. And at this point, we are causing more harm than doing good for this planet and to other people. And so per why I'm so passionate about, you know, spreading this um, movement of becoming more plant-based and more earth conscious. And it's really not just plant-based, but really understanding your impact On others, our environment, and like there are consequences that we will face, and we are facing them today. I mean, yeah, because
1: we really weren't meant to eat meat uh, originally.
0: We're meant to do what? I'm sorry.
1: I said we really weren't meant to eat meat originally. Right,
0: right. Like, I don't know a lot of people know that, but like, if you go back to the oldest Testament, I think they talk about that. Um, I'm not a, you know, I'm not somebody who like studies the Bible all the time, but I have friends who are like, who used to be like preachers and, you know, who used to be like diehard Christians and they they all tell me these things. And I have friends who opened my eyes to really read the Bible at some point. And you I'm like should. wow, a, a, like
1: wow, you know. You you should read the Bible because it is a beautiful book. Like yeah. everything you want, like from horror, you know, Revelation is horror. If you want like betrayal, uh Samson and Delilah, Betrayal, Love Story, like every single genre is in the Bible.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I know atheists, you know, even though I don't believe that there, you know, there's such a thing as atheists. I have friends who don't believe in God at all. Mm-hmm. And their favorite book is the Bible because it's like so, so action packed, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I know. that. It, exactly. it's like, you know, I have seen, you know, many pages where I was like, wow, like that's actually in alignment with what I believe in you know, I was yeah. really surprised by it when I took, took a look, you know, and um, I thought it was really beautiful. Like, even the pages f- that I read, I was like, oh, wow, like, there's some really beautiful <laughs> so, yeah, there, stories. I'm are not against real, it, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, there are some real beautiful stories in there. And I mean, uh, a couple of months ago, you know, we have so much technology now. Uh, I want to read more into this because I want, to know more but they actually confirmed that jesus is real and he did walk the earth Mm -hmm. now what i want to know is how much can they confirm like did he really have a big because you know like say for instance frankenstein can be real but